Welcome back to episode 10. 10! Season finale episode of the Three Hot D's podcast. A House of the Dragons podcast. Game of Thrones prequel podcast. Uh, I'm one of your co My name is Robbie. Alongside King of House Dick to the Knee. Cousin <laughs> Benny. He's got to tuck it into his socks. <laughs> the Prince. A special, a special guest. The Prince that was promised. Our good buddy Anthony from Unofficial Intelligence. And four weeks running, the best looking man in the Seven Kingdom Guns of Steel. Whoa. Whoa. From one of our, the kid. Yeah. <laughs> one of our co-hosts, Ryan. Thank you. And uh, again, welcome to, I guess, Anthony Ahai, the prince that was promised. Thank you for coming <laughs> nice. on, Anthony. Thank you for having me. Uh, I do want to correct you. My house refers to me as Anthony, second of his name, King of the Half Men. Because <laughs> we want to include everybody these days. That's right? true. True. So, but um, it's an honor. Yeah, thank you. So again, welcome to episode 10 of Three Hot D's and One Bad A. I guess we'll go with that. Um, this episode is going to be light on book spoilers, so do not be scared if you're not a book reader. Um Episode 10 was titled The Black Queen, and it mainly focused on Rhaenyra, who is the queen, and their side is called the Blacks. So before we get into the episode and do our little segments and stuff, what do you guys think of the episode proper? Uh, Anthony, you're our special guest. What do you think of this episode overall? I, I loved it. I really did. Okay. Um I'm like a two-year-old. If you listen to any other podcasts or hear my <laughs> reviews of anything, I always uh, I'm a big lover, especially of Game of Thrones. So I think this episode was really well done. You know, we'll get into the details, which we will. Um, <laughs> so good, just so good. Um, everything from the cinematography. I know, you know, Robbie's the resident. Uh, <laughs> cinematic guy so uh those years in film school really did you well but uh, usc <laughs> i don't want to give away too much but i really did love it nice i really did robbie what about you um i was um i was okay with it i was uh i was expecting a lot more a lot okay. more action but again like anthony said unbelievably directed what it was a, a fantastically directed episode i don't even know if fantastic is a word but I just made it up on the spot, but uh, yeah, I loved it. I thought the, uh, I just thought it was directed uh, beautifully. Uh, Of course, acting is just a plus. Um, I was just for a season finale. I was just expecting a little more action, but besides that, everything else was, was done perfectly. Nice. Ben. I'm I'm surprised before I get into what I thought, I'm surprised robbie didn't love this more i mean this was if you want scheming and you want plotting this was this was the episode for you babe um <laughs> Sorry, I, enjoyed, <laughs> I enjoyed this episode a lot um i thought for an episode that was heavy well i won't say heavy heavy dialogue because we did get a little bit at the end there um an episode that was heavy dialogue it, it had me on the edge of my seat a lot just like see what the next move was um I think the episode hinged on two facial expressions at the end, which I thought, you know, coming from source material that is a book and and heavy on words, the way that they can kind of just use facial expressions or 
just a, a shot to to convey everything you need to know. I thought they they nailed at the end of this episode. What about you, Ryan? Yeah, um, same. I mean, I think I'm, I think I'm kind of with Robbie a little bit. Where I was hoping that there would be a little more, like they would get a little more into the dance. But I totally understand ending it where they did. Um, you know, it's like uh, Daenerys sailing across the narrow sea, ready to do war. You know, it's kind of just like, all right, we got it. We got us up to this point. We're gonna do some shit next season. Um, but overall, I did like it. I liked a lot of the shots. I liked a lot of the dialogue, the acting. Again, always the best. Um, and the ending was good. Um, I think seen a lot of internet chatter. I think mostly from book readers that they did not love it, but. I don't give a fuck what they think. I love. Yeah, <laughs> we'll definitely get into that at the end because I think I know what you're talking about. But yeah, Whatever. for me, I the only thing that sours me a little bit on the ending is we have no season two start date and it I feels know. like it's it's very far off and it's a pretty big cliffhanger we get left down. But we'll get into all that later. Yeah, I think uh, I mean. It's going to be at least a year, maybe 18 months if we're lucky and possibly 24 months or mm. something, which fucking sucks, but. Yikes. We'll see. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> I fixed my microphone. I love it. Yeah, it sounds even better. I love it. So just to add to my love it, love it, love it uh, opening, you guys kind of like put me on the spot. Um, <laughs> I loved that this episode eight and nine was like a both sides of the coin you got to see. So like episode nine was Allison. And like her kind of going through, like accepting the death and like you guys covered last episode. And then you got this side of the coin, which was like all just the bad luck that plagues the Targaryens. And then like your that ever so like gentle trope in the back where they're just like, hey, you guys are greedy for power. And you're going to fucking pay for it. Yep. And once we get into the ending, you know, we'll talk about that more too. But it was sure. just cool to see that kind of storytelling from, I forget their names, but those guys, the showrunners are killing it. Yeah, Ryan Condal and Miguel Sapochnik. Yeah, that, um, right on the and, tip of my tongue. Yeah. No, that's fine. <laughs> that's why you're, I'm here. Um, yeah, of course. And, if I don't know if you, I think we talked about it quickly, but Miguel Sapochnik is le- is leaving after the season. So, yeah. I mean, Great. Ryan Condal seems like he knows what he's doing, but Miguel Sapochnik did a lot of the good episodes of Game of Thrones. So we'll see, we'll see. Um, so before we get into the episode proper, does anyone want to take the black for anything they did this week? And taking the black means. Instead of getting put to death, you go to the wall and take the black. Um, I think I'm all right this week. Wow. Robbie? Anthony? Actually, I will, I, I will oh. take the black on not having house words. I have some that okay. I can use, but I determined they might be a little bit too racy, so I don't know if it's going to go on the T-shirt. But the, the motto that I settled on right before this was house dick to the knee. And the words are winter is pre-coming, <laughs> but, but I don't nice. think we're going to, I don't Why think not? we're going to land on that one because when it's time for the t-shirts, uh, you know, you got to be able to wear it to the gym. 
Print the fucking shirts, baby. <laughs> Print, Print the shirts. fucking shirts. You want to get laid? Buy this shirt. Exactly. <laughs> Robbie, Anthony, anything to take the black for? No, I think we uh, take the black. Um, I didn't. I haven't heard any internet reaction from your Beatles take on our podcast. So there's two two Beatles fan, two Beatles fans here, me and um, Benny, and then you and Anthony. Anthony's a big Queen guy, so. Uh, that's really it. No I taking think my the... Beatles take is fair. I, I don't have to like them. I don't dislike them. I just don't suck their dick like everyone else. Yeah, hey, I'm you on were... your side. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, this is I, a different... I totally yes. understand their con- contribution to music, just like a lot of other artists, but I liked them more when I was high all the time. How about... <laughs> yeah. That's basically... I, I understand out. that part of the take, but the only <laughs> queen I acknowledge is Queen Rhaenyra. Love it. <laughs> love it fantastic um i don't i don't think we have to take the black for anything last week not that i can think of um i'm a little upset with my microphone from our monday episode but whatever what are you gonna do i'm still working on mine so oh it sounds good do i sound better yeah you sound good all right great I well i'll so. take i'm gonna take the black please nice for freak for robbie for disrupting his sleep pattern you could tell the bags <laughs> under his eyes are still recovering. He still hasn't caught up on sleep. Yeah. Well, I went to the store and got about 30 to 40 pounds of cucumbers to put under these bad boys and they still haven't recovered. <laughs> You're not supposed to get the pickled ones. That's, oh, that's the that's one that's the I, trick. Yeah, the yeah. one that I was stinging. Yeah. Some people say cucumbers taste better pickled. <laughs> huh? <laughs> what? Uh, Chappelle Show, I love you so much. Anyway, so... Let's get into this episode. So it opens up uh, with the unlit map table, which is cool as hell. Uh, Luke's standing there and he basically tells Rhaenyra, I'm not ready to be heir of Driftmark. Understandable. He's fucking 14. Um, But Rhaenyra tells him, you know, it's going to be okay. I wasn't ready to be heir of the fucking seven kingdoms. And here we are. Um, you guys have any comments on this opening scene, or should we just get into Rainey's showing up? I think on my uh, my second watch of this, you really see all the groundwork they're doing. On, oh yeah, on our okay. boy Luke. But um, I thought that too on the second watch. I was like, oh shit, her boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it got um, it got me in the feels a little bit. Yeah, Anthony I mean, as the other father on the show. I mean, I was thinking about it. I got a little choked up, not going to lie, because you put, you immediately put yourself in those shoes where I you're mean, like, what if? And then you're like, I don't even want to think about it. Right, let's move on. I don't even want to think about it. Anymore. Yeah, I mean, let's it, go. it's real quick, though. It doesn't really serve the story much for her to have much of a relationship with the, the youngest kids yet. But yeah. I mean, you really see how much, you know, she loves the strong boys. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you watch she... your mouth. <laughs> She probably, like extrapolating based on this relationship, she probably also loves those other kids and would have, we'll get into it, but the other one. But I think, Benny, you brought it up several times, and Aya as well, um, just the fact of the dichotomy between Rhaenyra and Allison and like how they are, their relationships with their kids. So I think it just added to that, that she's an actual loving mother when she doesn't have to be. She's a, she's technically a Royal. She could also just hand them off to her servants and shit like that. Yeah. But oh. you bring up a great point there 
not diving too far down the rabbit hole, but it kind of catches up with us in the end of this episode where Rhaenyra really is her father's daughter, especially as when it comes to how like she is personally and how she's going to be as a ruler before the end of the episode. Right. So it was like cool to see that setup was and ultimately the demise, but it was again, great storytelling. Yeah. Loved it. Um, Definitely. So Rainey shows up uh, based on the end of last episode and needs to talk to Rhaenyra and Damon. And she tells them that Viserys is dead. And also they've crowned Aegon. Robbie, what'd you think about this scene? I thought it was great. I thought it was uh, Damon at his best as usual, just being a condescending <laughs> prick, you know, kind of just <laughs> kind of just, yeah, when no. he's like, "Oh, but they let you leave, huh?" Yeah, it's like, but just giving a shit. Like, why don't you, you know, you, you why don't you pledge loyalty to us? Why don't you just, you know, burn him to a crisp over there? What, you know, what was what was the point of, of doing all that? So, um, yeah, my highlight of the scene was um, was just Damon, just just Damon being Damon and uh, kind of giving it to her, which was uh, probably the right thing to do. You know, questioning, questioning her and and her loyalty and why she didn't do it, and also questioning. Fair. I guess questioning um, if Viserys was uh, was you know murdered by Allison and you know the High Towers. So I thought it was a great scene. He was slain. <laughs> <laughs> he looked so good when we last saw him. Yeah, I don't know what happened. <laughs> Nothing was wrong with him. Yeah, no, yeah, his face That's, was fine. Yeah. Ben said that the other day. I was, I had to repeat it. Sorry. <laughs> no, that was good. But and it also you know like going back to last episode that we were bitching about where. Um, the stupid after the episode nonsense where a mother didn't want to kill another mother. Like the explanation that Rainey's gives is so much fucking better than what these people said. Why mm-hmm. didn't they just say that? Cause I was pissed off for a week. Yeah. I, I was going to, that, that was going to be my question to you. Sorry, Anthony, I'll, I'll let you go after no, this go quick point, but I was going to put that to you and be like, she, did she ease your concerns about, you know, the end of last week's episode. And she did it with it with half of a sentence. And it's just like, it's not my war to start. So I'm not going to going to do that. But again, why did they have to say anything? I think part of it was them just like not wanting to show their hand completely. Yeah, I think you might be right. Anthony, you were going to say something, right? That was exactly what I was going to say. Okay. I didn't I don't think they wanted to give away that that response. Yeah. Yeah. You guys might be right. And I think Benny, I think you might have said that last week. That you yeah. like maybe they're kind of just like being a little secretive or whatever. So yeah, as usual, Benny hit the nail on the head. As per, Boom. put one on Benny the board the, for me this week. The uh, hammer. I, <laughs> I have a complaint right now. Why the fuck is it so hot today? I'm like sweating Dude, right now. I know. I got the sweatshirt on only because I had to turn the air conditioner on. What the fuck? I, f- I feel like I'm in in uh, down in the depths of Dragonstone right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're in the dragon pit. <laughs> Were you singing um, lullabies to a giant dragon? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Damon does. Um, <laughs> all right. So because of this news, uh, Rhaenyra um, goes into labor, basically. Um, and, you know, do- goes through that whole thing. They kind of tell you right away. The- I think it was the maester who says it. But he's like, you know, this is too soon. 
uh, you're, you shouldn't be ready. And she's just like, well, he's fucking coming. I think that's <laughs> yeah. basically exactly what they said. Yeah. Um, and while she's doing this, um, Damon starts prepping and she's screaming in the background. Um, Luke and Jace are practicing on a beach and uh, they get called in. And basically, Rhaenyra says, don't do shit unless. And the unless is unless I say so. Yeah. Um, so what do you guys think? Uh, Anthony, we'll start with you. What do you think of like this whole leading up to she's going in labor? And I know you're going to be in that labor room pretty soon, right? Is that correct? Already was, was there and we're, <gasps> we're home already. Yeah. Oh, it went way It went way better than Rhaenyra's. Um, oh, um, oh, congrats! Awesome. Feel, man. <laughs> yeah. Do so, you, do you, well, we could take it offline, but do you, can you share your child's name on the podcast? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, Evelina. I love it. Love it. Congratulations. Love it, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, She's congrats, healthy. Man. Mom is healthy. Perfect. Uh, we're blessed. Thank That's you, guys. Awesome. And you got a, a boy and a girl. Boy get and those a girl. scissors ready. Get get yourself cut up. Yeah, I I was I like rang downstairs at the cafe. I'm like, can I come down for a quick uh, quick snip and run? <laughs> um, like, so sorry. No. Anyway, again, congratulations. What? But what did you think of? Uh, you know, not we didn't get to the birth scene yet, but like, so automatically Damon's just like, all right, let's fucking go. Got to prepare yeah. shit. It was. It was the. This is where his character arced into where you wanted it. Or expected it to be where he married in because he knew he was going to be able to, I think, take over the throne. Um, and now he's seeing because he saw that same weakness in Viserys where he didn't want to to take that sword out and he didn't want to go to war unless he was kind of coerced into it. So he knew that same thing was in Rhaenyra. And that's why I feel like. Part of him was like, I'm going to stay with her. So you finally get to see that go into action here where he's like, I'm in, I'm all in, I'm ready to go to war. Like, and you, right when Rainice came and he's like taking it in all the information, he's like, hell yeah, it's time to go boys. So, um, yeah, that's where, that's where my head was at, um, both times when I was watching it. Robbie. No, I agree. Um, I think Damon just was kind of, I don't want to say born to be that kind of leader or character, but you can really see it in this um, in this scene as um, Rainier is screaming in the background, going through some agonizing childbirth. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I thought it was, uh, I, I, of course, like Damon was front and center of this episode and I just kind of enjoyed everything he did the entire episode but it was great to just see him like all right let's fucking let's rock and roll let's uh let's get going but then Rhaenyra kind of like her father Viserys is kind of like all right let's calm it down a little bit and like you said uh nothing happens until I say something so um it was uh another another good scene okay Benny anything I think this is like act one of a little three act play of that we get from Damon of why Viserys never wanted him to be hand because he's just like like you both said he's like ready to rock at at the drop of a hat you know like we all know that Viserys was on his last legs 
but he was so quick to be like, oh, he was killed. And we need to start, we need to start fucking shit up right, right. now. So I think that's kind of part of the reason why Viserys wanted him to not be hand and to keep him at 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 a arm's length. And you kind of see him spiral a little bit this episode with the next two scenes at the painted table that he's in, um, just kind of getting more and more blood hungry. No, and no pun intended with the arm's length. Um, yeah, half arm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, qu- question I have for you guys. Uh, and I, I don't know if we can really extrapolate this information based on one skirmish, but would you really want Damon to lead your army based on the fact that he kind of I mean, because he pulled the desperate move in the Stepstones against the fucking Crab King or whatever the fuck his name was. Yeah, sliced him right in half. Yeah, but up until then, it was, what, several years until he fucking did anything. Like, is he really a great leader? Now, I mean, I'm not saying that he's not. I'm just curious to what you guys think about about that. Like, does that matter to you at all? I think he's he can never be... So like you you would say the king is your first in command mm-hmm. and then his general is his, you know, his second in command. I think Damon needs to be like that third guy. And I think that's kind of where Viserys guy. always. Yeah. <laughs> like he, you know, you, you, you value his input and you know, he's, you know, in some sense, you're one of your biggest weapons. Right. But if you think back to the step zones, it was Coralus was in charge of everything. Right. Right. And Damon was like right there underneath him. So as long as you have someone that can put the brakes on Damon, then you're in a good spot. Yeah, agree. I mean, he's the warrior. He's not the legit. He's not maybe the best logistics guy or decision maker because he's going to most likely make his decisions based on emotion. Um, But yeah, I mean, he's definitely someone you want on our side. He had one, maybe several dragons. So we'll see. And that's the other thing. Damon and Eamon both have that same characteristic Mm -hmm. where they have these desires to be king. But I think that they possess the same faults where they act on emotion and don't think about the consequences after. So ironic that both the guys with the Damon name, uh, one just has the D at the end. And uh, (laughs) it's... It's definitely, I agree with Ben. He, I mean, or you can take one step further, not even give him any choice in the matter of making decisions because I think it's ultimately going to be the most drastic one. So if you're going to do a suicide squad mission, Damon's your man. Right. Yeah. And I think that's what Ryan was talking about last week. We we're saying, like, are you almost better off not being the king, but someone of like really high influence on the king? And I think that's where Damon and Eamon kind of, you know, are best suited. See, I love that from last episode. That was such a great point. And then I was thinking, I'm like, but if my brother was named King, I'd be fucking pissed. <laughs> like, I'd be like, yo, what do you have? What is what's on your shirt? Boom. <laughs> Down the stairs. Um, yeah, I, I guess it depends on your personality. Do you want to operate a little bit in the shadows? And like, because the brother of the king or the president or the lead, you know, whoever you can pretty much do whatever you want. You just don't have to be the face of anything, but some people 
want to be the face. So I guess it could be, technically it could be Dick Cheney if you want. Yeah. <laughs> or Bob Dole. Yeah. Bob Dole. Um, um I was gonna say there's a short period of time though that you're still in line for the throne. Yeah. If he doesn't, you know, make an heir himself. And then you do, then you're still in the shadow, but it's like kind of like a like purgatory for you, where yeah. you're just like, I may be king one day, but then it gives you those thoughts of like, should I just kill my brother? <laughs> like, like this is like the Game of Thrones, baby. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the where are we? Um, bah, 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 bah. so oh, next scene. After uh, this scene where then eventually uh, Jace tells Damon, you know, slow down a little bit. Yeah, that was uh, great. Yeah. Slow your roll. Um, Rhaenyra has her baby stillborn and just on her own. And it was a little troubling to watch. I think the fact that she just pulled it, pulled her out. I think I'm pretty sure it was a daughter. Um, but I thought I saw a Pishkadel. I thought I saw a tiny Pishkadel. Me too. I think canonically, it's it's supposed to be a daughter, the first Uh, daughter, because she has all boys. But whatever, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. Uh, he he or she is technically nothing because it's dead. Yeah. (laughs) Oh boy. Jeez. Ouch. Get right to it. Right. Sorry. Um, So, Robbie, what did you think of this pregnancy scene or birth scene? Maybe versus the others or just in general? As our resident uh, resident amniotic amniotic sac expert. Amniotic sac birthing expert. As the resident gynecologist on this podcast. Oh. Um, Yeah, man, that was was a tough scene to watch. her yanking the baby out of her uh, you know, vagina was uh, <laughs> <laughs> was pretty tough. And then, like, even like, um, I don't know, man. Like, just focusing on that baby for a long time is kind yeah, of just that tough. Was, to, that was a, that was a lot. They were focused that was on a that, lot. That, yeah, like covered in blood, like yeah. on the floor. I was like, oh my god, seriously. I did, yeah, I mean, I was kind of shocked by the Kool Aid coming out of her. Uh, Chooch. Yeah, Chooch a Chocolina, but um Targussy. Yeah, tar- <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um yeah. So let me wrap this up. Um <laughs> I, yeah, it was uh it was a tough scene to watch and they focused a little bit too much on that child for a long time. So um yeah. um yeah, it was it was difficult. We need to get maybe uh for our wrap up episode if we have any of the the ladies of the three hot D's podcast. Get, at least get their opinion either come on or or you know have them email us or something um benny what did you think about this scene a lot uh i have a lot of thoughts on it because i you know i kind of i'm kind of a little bit bummed that that took away from all the shit that was going on during that scene because a lot happened and i think there was a lot of foreshadowing in that scene mm-hmm. um obviously you have damon showing uh was it jace i think it was jace yeah that he's how to keep these two king's guards that are on the island with them oh shit yeah that's right loyal so that's going on and that you're getting that cut in but you're also getting i think an important piece of foreshadowing when she's like screaming in pain they flash to her dragon yes who seems like 
you know, why are you showing that during that exact moment? But it seems like the dragon is either like sensing, perturbed. yeah, sensing what's going on or feeling her pain or something like that. And I think that plays out at the end of the, the episode. And I'll come back to that point. But there's just so much going on besides the fact that she's palming her child's head like it was da- like she's Dan Marino in 88 and pulling it out. But um, places out, Ben. <laughs> yeah. But. You know, there's so much going on in that scene that, you know, it's unfortunate that it seems like all people are focusing on is, and I guess rightfully so, kind of uh, the the stillbirth scene. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be right. I'm getting it off the screen because it's a cricket and I'm going to fucking murder him. So you guys <laughs> keep on talking. All right. Uh, Anthony, um, I mean, you just went, th- you know, your wife just went through a pregnancy. Was this a tough scene to watch for you? I feel like any time there's any sad pregnancy on TV, it's like rough to watch. Yeah. Um, there's a lot to unwrap. Ben made some excellent points, mm-hmm. but my stance on it was essentially all this stuff is happening while Damon's, you know, planting his little seeds uh, very fast and getting everything up to speed. Right. But it just shows Rhaenyra where her actual mind is at in that moment mm-hmm. where, you know, a ruler is second seat to being a mother. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter whether or not that baby is alive or dead. Um, that's where her mind goes. And you really get that feeling or I, I got that feeling when you saw that very long scene of her wrapping the baby while the silent sisters just watched. Yep. Yeah. They're not touching that. That baby. Right. Like if it was Damon, not that he could, but if it was Damon in that situation, he would have been like, boom, snip and I'm out. I have to start this war. Right. And that's where you see those two different characters contrast and Rhaenyra really like just steal. She stole my heart in that, in that, scene alone Mm -hmm. from a mother from a motherly standpoint where you know and it's again Viserys I felt was teetering on that where he's like I know what I should do and what I shouldn't but Rhaenyra it was clear like I'm a mother first right I think it kind of goes back to episode one uh, when Emma says that this is your battlefield the birthing bed um and, oh, wow. you know, yeah. so that that kind of, you know, they almost kind of bookended the season with Emma, uh, her uh, the birth of um, I don't remember what his name was, but the son that died. And then now Rhaenyra with either the daughter or son, whoever. Um, but yeah, it was I think this was of all the scene of all the birthing scenes in the season. This was my least favorite. Uh, just the, like we said before, I concur. Uh, you know, like d- d- they lingered on on the body of the baby like a little too long for my liking. But hey, I mean, as the chief cinematography expert, Robbie, it was a good shot. I gotta admit that it was. It was. It really yeah. was. Ben, Dragonheart of Jace when they kept flashing to the other dragon. Oh yeah, Dragonheart of Jace. Jace. Okay. But I, you know, I think uh, I don't. I don't want to go too crazy into. I think Steve mentioned it that um, in the book, the the child that comes out at that point is like half dragon, 
What? Okay. Yeah. Which is if don't tell if me you, that shit. If you've read the um the Game of Thrones books, yes, da- Daenerys's baby comes out yeah. like that. So yeah, you know, I I don't think it really has anything to do with the show, obviously, because they left it out. But I just thought right. that was kind of like a cool parallel that you know we've seen this happen now twice. Uh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And then what? That was the one when Daenerys uh tries to. That's how um. Uh, bring Drogo back. Yes, thank you. Um. Anyway, so they have a funeral for the uh, deceased baby, and during this funeral, I mean, uh, Benny already mentioned it, or Anthony might have mentioned it with wrapping the um the baby. The sisters don't even touch it, which I thought was a great scene. But they have the funeral, and during this funeral, Sir Eric comes up <laughs> and has the crown. I mean, I guess that's just something you can easily steal. Um, but he has Viserys's crown and he gives it to Rhaenyra. She is crowned the queen. Um, so like from maybe her lowest moment of her life, possibly or probably. Um, and I don't want to say her highest, but like it's, you know, kind of an interesting uh, juxtaposition there where this terrible thing. We're mourning this child. Also, I'm crowned queen. Um, I thought of interest in that scene was that um, everyone kneeled except Rainey's, which, you know, kind of made sense as the episode goes on. She has not made her decision yet. Uh, Any thoughts on the funeral slash coronation? Uh, Uh, We'll start with you. We haven't started with you yet. I don't think I thought it was a great scene. I mean, I think that it, it was almost beautiful in a way like she I feel like Rhaenyra is just oozes like royalty in this whole time in the show. And I think like seeing her get crowned and seeing her with the crown on her head, you're like, yeah, no, this is right. This is this is the way it needs to be. And, uh, you know, I just thought I I loved, you know, Eric being the one to bring it after Eric. Eric, Eric after what, what we saw from him last week you can um, take the crown from Eric <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be a soccer player <laughs> wait real quick do I know that I've seen the kids say that he is him for about you know some fucking sports player or whoever but did they yeah. say she is her is she that is also her. I mean, a thing? maybe we're gonna start that because Rhaenyra fucking is, is her her Although the actress is they, but that's different because this is a character, so we're not doing anything wrong. Unless we, unless we re- reference Emma Darcy, Correct. we will we will stick with she as the character she's playing. Correct. They are playing. Um, but no, I, again, you know, I kind of wrapped up my point. I think a little bit there, but you know, I just thought it was such a cool regal scene. I and I love, you know, not necessarily. I don't think it was meant to be a parallel on purpose, but the parallel of Damon being the one that like gives her the crown after mm-hmm. what he did with Viserys and that in that other you know in the scene in episode eight um just a cool kind of parallel and how he's the one that starts the kneeling and then everybody else kind of follows suit it, it almost kind of shows that Damon has sway with with people because once he does it everybody's kind of on board yeah if you I mean going back to the scene with Jace uh Jaceris is like uh mom said don't do that and dad was like, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Send those ravens. Yeah. Do this. He kind of like slowed his roll a little bit, like because he was like, I'm going to go patrol this and we're going to do this and whatever. But, but also like, everybody right. listened. Everybody listened to him. I mean, everyone was exactly. So that's what to your point. 
he does have some sway. I mean, yeah, if he was if, if he was she and the queen, the queen has some some sway, not as much maybe in this realm as a man in power, but still. It's almost like, uh, you know, with Rainey's in the episode where Viserys cements Luke's claim to Driftmark. Right. Like if he's not there, not that anything goes, but like people be like, oh, OK, they said it. But as soon as the boss is there, like, all right, no, that's definitely what it is. So we're going right. to go with that. Agree. Uh, Anthony, any thoughts on this scene? All right. I'm going to try and keep this brief <laughs> the best I can. That's the start of everything. That's not brief. That's how it starts. <laughs> right. But. I want to tie in almost what you guys said last episode about Allison, which I thought was a really great conversation where you were like, you know, when Rainice asked her, do you ever imagine yourself on the throne? And she like takes a second while I was listening to you guys talk about it. I was thinking in my head, Allison, I don't think she ever did because she's the one that's obedient and plays by the rules and is, is cemented in the idea of tradition. Right now, I think that's why she has that like love for Rhaenyra because mm-hmm. she sees a part of herself that she never could be. Right. And Rhaenyra is the one who ripped the page out of the book, not Alice. Right. And then Allison sends it to her just yep. to be like, I'm thinking of you. Um, thinking of you. Boo. And, yeah. Right. So I thought that I don't think she ever did have that that I- idea. And that's why I think that this kind of conflict works so well because now it's children versus her children, right? That they kind of set up. But Allison is like, you know, girl power, right? Kind of. And she still says, but I respect you, but my son still is the throne, like deserves the throne because that's what my husband said. It's that listening, the obedience to the men of power. Now, Getting back to getting back to what we were talking about here is remind me what we were talking about again. <laughs> you know, I, it was making it coronation. The coronation, right? So when you say that when Damon was what like took the knee, kind of wrapping back what I said before, everyone else thinks the same way that Allison does for the most part. And you see that same tr- like plot with Rainice, where she just accepts the fate, the fact that a woman is never going to be in power. But now that she is, she gets to do that creepy smile like three or four times this episode, <laughs> like out of nowhere. Like, <laughs> so it's cool because you get to see that play out. Like Ben was saying, like they, they no one in the realm really respects the power of the queen when there's a king a potential king or man of power. Right. I agree. And the coronation was beautiful after having the worst damn thing happen to you. Yes. So sorry about that. That was long winded, but I had to bring it up quite. All right. No, it was a good point. Um, Robbie, anything to add on this scene? Yeah. Maybe Eric read the fucking room. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe give it like fucking 10 minutes, dude, before you just barge in while they're, they're burning their poor baby to death. Like, give it a sec, man. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Jeez. Eric, he didn't. He probably thought it was a good idea. Yeah. He's like, you know, this is going to be I'm going to make awesome. a feel better. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, Eric's been bumped. very. 
Eric's been very clear, man. He's not standing for this Aegon shit. Yeah. You know, for one second. Doesn't matter. <laughs> your, your kid's dead. You're banging some dude. Like, no, we're crowning you right now. <laughs> right here, right now. I said, yeah, I said he pulls, he pulls a Kanye West on Taylor Swift. He's like, yeah, yeah, I know you're burning your baby right now, but, <laughs> but I got the crown right now in my back pocket. So, I mean, everybody Listen. said, everybody said, it, you know, uh, you know, very eloquent words. I thought it was a, a great scene. Uh, again, beautifully shot as they, you know, Alice, I mean, as always, and Rainier is looking over everybody. Um, I thought it was cool, like focusing in the, the background of everybody kneeling and then Rainey's just standing, um, overlooking, um, the beautiful bay. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, I thought it was great. The only thing that I have to say was like, Eric, give it like fucking 10 more minutes, man. And we could have, you could have made, you could have made the same exact point. Nobody was coming on. He was no, there was no wars about to be started. Just give it a little bit. But right. see, now I, I think that this set up like maybe a beautiful moment for Ryan, who is the master of ceremonies on the, of the podcast. Ah. You, you got two ceremonies at one. What did you I think about it. that? Two for one deal. Buy one, get one. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, nah, yeah. I mean, actually, I mean, three in a row because yeah, it was okay. almost the sisters, the silent sisters doing their preparations right into a funeral right into a coronation, <laughs> right into the small council meeting. Oh, my God. What a day. What a lineup. <laughs> Sounds like runs. Um, no, no break for lunch. No, not, a, not at all. Too much work to do. So the next scene is, which I loved, Rhaenyra walking down, flanked by guards. And like, just really, they did it like slow motion. Like, this is the queen now. And they roll up to the fucking coolest shit I've ever seen in Game of Thrones or House of the Dragon. That map table with those candles under it. Holy shit, I need one. Yeah, man. Like I whew. need it. That was I, awesome. They've been hiding this thing for us for this for eight seasons and almost another me full Stannis, season. Stannis, the fucking manis, never lit that table up with the the red queen you know fucking hanging around she loves fire i know that's right up her alley but you know what though stannis isn't a f kind of a flare guy though but daenerys daenerys yeah, maybe did it. She, yeah maybe that's true i almost almost forgot that she was even in dragonstone because that season was so stupid and oh, it boy. was like 38 seconds but yeah stupid. <laughs> anyway so her first council meeting around the coolest table on westeros's shores um, and like for just like a split second, you can tell that she's kind of like unsure. And then she's just like right into it. And yeah. just like, almost like she was born for this. I think Anthony said before, like she just oozes royalty. Was that you, Anthony? That says that. Ben. Yeah. So Ben or Ben. Yes. Um, but first council meeting, um, they basically get to the, the point where they don't really have a lot of men for invasion. Um, they have obviously the dragons, um, but, and they would be probably okay for defense, but Damon clearly wants to invade. Um, Rhaenyra is seemingly, you know, preaching caution. I don't want to, I don't want to do this really, but they talk about that. They have to get support <clears throat> from Riveron with Lord Grover. Winterfell from Cregan Stark and Storm's End with Boros Bobby Baratheon, who's on this podcast right now, right? 
How you doing? How are you? <laughs> How you doing? Can't um, read. <laughs> that's right. Um, Damon talks about the dragons. They have allegedly uh, four versus a total of 13. Now, some of those dragons are unclaimed or wild, but what do you guys think of this? So, you know, first first council meeting, they, they're immediately talking potential war. Rhaenyra is cautious, um, but they need help and they have dragons. So that's kind of like, you know, on one one piece of this is they have the advantage. The other piece is they need help and they don't have the advantage. Um, Robbie, what did you think? Uh, I thought it was good. Obviously, the the for that the table being lit up was amazing so good so good um yeah like i did not really plot and scheme but i did like the um the whole the whole plotting part of trying to get all these different houses on their side and and ways they could they could get these houses on their side so you know <clears throat> i do love that about game of thrones and i do love that about most of the shows when they when they, they plot and they scheme like benny said before so I thought it was a good, I thought it was a good scene, especially um, setting the stage for you know the back end of the episode. Great, Anthony. Yeah, watching that initial scene of uh, Rhaenyra walking up stiff as a board, then Raina comes and was like wine, and she loosened her right up. <laughs> she was ready to make sort of decisions, and then you kind of get to the table, and she's like. I mean, who wouldn't be overwhelmed when you see the coolest table ever? Right. Uh, I think I saw someone whisper, is that Ikea? And then I kind of <laughs> just glanced over it. Um, and then Damon's like, we have like four dudes I can use a crossbow and like 600 dragons. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. And po- and this pocket lint. <laughs> so, <laughs> and Rainier is like, I'm not sure about all this. And again, I've been saying it a lot. It's just showing how reserved she is. She's like, she doesn't want to act on impulse. And uh, honestly, she's just not sure her whole life is leading up to this. And she's like, do we really need to, do we really need to do this right now? Don't we need a little more help? And it was just a, a fun scene. Again, showing off that dynamic between uh, Damon and, and Rhaenyra where she's starting to catch on. She's like, oh shit. Like, he's starting to feel himself a little too much when I'm wearing the crown and that's it. That's all I got. (laughs) Love it. Benny. Yeah. I thought, like I mentioned earlier, like this is act two now of, of the Damon experience. And he's like, you know, like (laughs) Anthony said, feeling himself. And I think the best moment of the episode is he's listing off the dragons and he's like, Oh, and we got Maylis and you go right to rainy. And she's like, Boy, what did you say? Like, I didn't, yeah. you don't know. Don't be counting Bailey's in this. Yeah, like, me. <laughs> yeah. So, that, I thought that was like just just such a great moment. Um, you know, I, I've been saying that I wanted Rainies to like be a power player, and you know, I all my wishes are have been fulfilled. Uh, the past couple of weeks, like she's she's the best. Uh, just the looks that she gives and the stance that she's been taking the whole time. Um. I think it's been great, but I think like Anthony said, like Rainier is kind of like Damon, like she didn't really say, it, but you could see it. She's like, kind of, you need to slowly roll a little bit. Like we're not ready to do this. And I'd hate to get this wrong because I think it is the next time they're at the painted table, but she's like, I want to know 
I think it's either this one or the next time. I'm pretty sure it's next time, but she's like, I want to know who's on my side before I send them to war. And that's exactly, right. you know, what she's been, been doing. And it's, it's the vis, the Viserys way. Um, but you know, the end game for her is we are going to make a move, but we're going to figure out exactly what's going on. Where as Viserys would have been like, I need to know everything that's going on, but my ultimate goal is to not make a move. So I think you kind of see like the difference between the two of them there. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, yeah, this, this scene and the next scene at the painted table, the whatever that the lit table, um, you can really see Rhaenyra like pushing back and like as a watcher, you're like, yeah, that's the smart move. But in the moment, maybe a lot of us might be more like Damon, like, no, these fucks are usurping your crown. Like, let's go. Uh, but well, what does that get? You You know, what does rushing yeah. into anything get you? You know, and that's most she's... mostly nothing. Yeah, mostly you get fucked. Um, but I feel like Damon um, and it happened with Viserys at the with the fight with the crab people. Um, <laughs> crab people. people. Talk, walk like crab talk like, <laughs> talk people. like people um where he has to go in with the fire to 10 and then a viserys or a rhaenyra has to dial him back and then let the hound loose when yeah. the time is right and yeah. he doesn't know that he needs that but it helps yeah probably i, right. I think i think too like it kind of mirrors or you should be learning the lessons as a viewer of the war of the five Kings, because you saw, you know, with five Kings, you had someone jumped early, Rob Stark done. Someone waited way too long Stannis and basically just flamed out and there was nothing that he could do. And, you know, the one, you know, Cersei and her whole crew was the very, plotting and like we're going to pick our spots and and strike when it's time to strike and ultimately they're the ones that that had the most success out of those five kings Mm -hmm. yeah it's true guerrilla warfare bombing churches and shit you get some machines (laughs) (laughs) um so the next scene uh is otto the bus driver shows up with his terms from queen allison um and <laughs> that's what I say to you, Otto. And that's they, I mean, this was a great scene. Um, Otto, uh, Damon's just like, okay, what's going on here? And Rhaenyra shows up on her dragon, puts them in the correct spot. So you have Damon and his people, Otto and his bums, dragon. So they got nowhere to go if, if things really pop off. Um and Rhaenyra again is still being kind of measured. She, you know, wants to sort of hear him out. I think I really think that the Allison shit um like softened her quite a bit, which I was a little surprised about. Um I mean not that surprised, but like I was like, wow, I can't believe that really hit her. Like that a little tear and everything. But Damon was awesome in this fucking scene. He's like basically uh, I wrote it down. He calls. He says, "The drunken usurper, cunt of a king." I love and it. Love Unbelievable that. writing. And then he's just like, "Fucking Otto, let's go. I'll take your fucking head." Uh, what'd you guys think of this scene? 
who wants to start? Ben, I'll start. I'll, oh, okay. Anthony, I was going to I was gonna no. say I'll pass on the interest of time because I think you guys are going to pick up here. Are we going to? All right, here we go. I just want to say, Damon also said, I'd rather feed my fucking children to dragons. <laughs> yes, <laughs> loved it. Such a badass thing. I'm yeah. a big Damon guy. Oh, um, yeah. Also, fuck, a- fuck Eric. He was there yep. with his dumbass helmet staring <laughs> at his brother. Yep. And then, thank God, Cuckboy Cole wasn't there. I'll because this, I think they would have been flamed right there on that fucking Dragonstone Bridge. Dead. Uh, rotisserie nice. style. Yeah. But, yeah. It, and I mentioned it earlier. And that's this is where I'll end my point is you saw it got to her when she saw the page. Yes. And I also wanted to add Benny was right last episode because Otto's like, Agen's got the crown. He's got the sword. He's got the dagger. He's got, he did it every, <laughs> he's got it all. Yeah. <laughs> and like that was, so that means he's king. Like, okay. Like, he's such a brand whore, Otto. He really is. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, fuck out of here. Supreme guy. I was just gonna say, <laughs> Robbie, any thoughts on this scene? Uh, probably my my thoughts are with the bricklayers at Dragonstone because how many times do they gotta just fuck every time these dragons land on these bricks they gotta they gotta repair the bricks. <laughs> That's true. The masons of Dragonstone, right, will always have a job. And I'm a big Otto. The, the guy that plays Otto, such a great actor. I just love Otto in every scene. Um, <clears throat> but uh, again, he's just he knows how to like get to people like even last week with Allison when he's like oh yeah she's like she's talking she's going crazy like hey you remind me of your mother and she's like oh okay yeah all right (laughs) and he pulls out the fucking the paperback book that he ripped in half and he gets to he gets to uh Rhaenyra and so I don't know if that's a a play on his part but he's always a a schemer he's he's my favorite schemer in this show so um I I really really uh enjoyed that scene a lot probably one of my favorite scenes in in the uh in the episode yeah agree and just before that before you know he you're right he did get to her because rhaenyra rips his fucking pin off and calls him a fucking traitor yeah you know doesn't she toss it off the yeah. thing like freaking baxter and uh anchorman <laughs> just toss yeah. him right on. it actually it reminded me of that scene in the departed when leo knocks the thing out of mark Wahlberg's hand he's like how about i fucking kill you that's what it reminded me of is it was it a coffee cup of coffee Yes, it was a cup of coffee. Yeah. This How burrito is fun. delicious, but it sure is filling. <laughs> it sure is. Filling. <laughs> well, now this is going to happen. <laughs> now this is going to happen. Um, so, the uh, Benny, anything to add, or do we want to move on? Let's move on, but shout out uh, the staunch record of regalness from Rhaenyra. Mm. Agree. And in the next scene, I feel like she kind of explains where she's thinking because Damon's like. Why didn't you let me kill him? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> yeah, no. And she's just like, I'm not ruling over ash and bone, is what she says. Like, and and she's right. I mean, what's what's her ultimate goal? To win the Iron Throne at any cost, which is maybe if you want to be crazy, look at it like what Daenerys ended up with. I mean, she basically torched King's Landing. The Iron Throne itself was torched. And I mean she died stupidly anyway but yes is the ultimate goal to get the chair or is it to keep the realm peaceful and happy and and unhurt and all that stuff 
Um, so then she's like, clear the room and tells uh, Damon about Song of Ice and Fire. And he chokes her. Why do you think he choked her? I have my theory. Uh, Benny, what do you think? Because you didn't speak on the last scene. I think so. There's there's two reasons why he would have. A, yeah. because Viserys didn't tell him about that. Yep. And and B, I think he she was reminding him too much of Viserys in that moment. Okay. I go with I go with B there. I think he's just like, what are you talking about? Like, you're not focused on what you need to be focused on. Yeah. So you better, you know, get your head in the fucking game. More yeah, stop with your astrology shit. Nobody <laughs> yeah. cares you're a Pisces. Um, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I definitely want to backpedal a second though yeah. to what we were just talking about and say, um, I don't think by any means Rainier is ever like, is ever like, am I going to not be queen? Right. I think the goal is always to be queen. It's just how I'm going to do it. Right. Um, of course. So, and I think that Damon doesn't see that he's not making that connection. Like he, he almost thinks that she wants to just like, okay, I'm done with it. Yeah. Like abdicate the throne and just be like, yeah, whatever. We'll stay on Dragonstone. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Robbie, anything to add uh, on the choking scene as our resident choking, lightly choking expert. <laughs> yes. As the, my, as the, the resident choking expert on this, um this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, they're going to call fucking CPS on me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think I agree with Benny. I think it was just the latter that she he was kind of reminding uh, her of uh, Viserys in the moment. And he just wasn't having it. Um, that was really, I mean, this poor girl ran the gauntlet this episode. Right. Of emotions and then getting choked out by freaking Creepazoid was the uh, was one that was the kicker. Freakazoid. Remember that show? <laughs> Freakazoid. Freak at you. Uh, Anthony, what did you think about the choke? I do not condone domestic violence. Okay. <laughs> e- me either, please. <laughs> so <laughs> We joke about a lot on all these podcasts, but we, uh, we do not condone it. No. But I agree. It's his wheels are turning. And she just puts up a quick roadblock and says, think for a second. He's like, bitch, I don't think. <laughs> I just do. I right. slice motherfuckers in half. I cut heads off, leave their tongue intact. That's what right. Damon does. So he just he just got to chill for a minute, which he doesn't do. No. No, no I think. I, Spoiler I alert. Spoiler <laughs> Um, I think, I mean, I agree with you, with all you, um, I think it's probably the latter, but I think the show wants you to think that it's the former, um, by her being kind of like, he did like incredulously being like, he he didn't tell you you." like, so it's, it's, I don't know. Um, either way it was, have you ever been insulted when you were angry? What's that? Have you ever been insulted? Like while you were angry? Like has Probably. anyone like you were having a bad day and someone's like your fucking glasses suck, and then you just fucking you're like, like I'm yeah. on them. I want to rip your trachea out. Could right be without well, doubt. Yeah, that yeah. could be it. Yeah, he's projecting. You're projecting. Yeah, your glass your glasses look great by the way. I was oh, just thank you. I just picked that. It was it wasn't you know I wasn't angry so that's why I didn't rip your trachea out. <laughs> <laughs> through Zoom. 
um so and he says one last thing about this scene i want to mention is he says and it's i think been reiterated a few times but dreams didn't make us kings dragons did so he's fire and dragons and strength and all that and and maybe she's dreams and prophecy and whatever um so then next scene is Rainis is talking to Corliss, who is not dead, which we definitely back, called. He's I back. think, yeah, <laughs> we knew back, it. Snake slithered <laughs> his way back in. Um, and they had they talk, and you know, I think we probably were all thinking, but I'll let you guys say what you were thinking. But I know, you know, they were hesitant, or she was hesitant to support either side for a myriad of reasons, but the main one being she was involved in our son's death um but he says this and she has been watching Rhaenyra this whole time and is like you know what maybe but we have our grandchildren and she actually doesn't want to murder everybody so i think we really should support her what did you guys think of of this scene and, and also just real quick i lost and she corrects him, which I get from my wife all the time. <laughs> yeah. We lost. Same. Like yeah. when I say my couch and she says our couch. Oh, okay. Well, what, why yeah. don't you start us off, Ryan? Why don't you tell us what you thought? Um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, complete agree. <laughs> I think their options were basically one. Uh, well, I mean, there's three options. They can support the greens and probably get some sweetheart deal like we see Baratheon get and probably all the other lords Two, be like neutral ish, a little Switzerland action or three, support the blacks and support their grandchildren. Um, They clearly have problems with both sides, Um, but I agree with Benny like all this time. Rainey's is awesome. I love her. I love the actress um and it was a great scene and i think they made the right choice for them of those three um and for the realm probably um but i don't know what did you guys think anthony i think go ahead anthony (laughs) i'll keep it short and sweet it was it was uh same thing what robbie was saying uh, you should have read the room years ago. <laughs> you should have been like, at that point, you've lost everything, and now you're gonna give it up. You're gonna give up that that quest that you were so hungry for and lost so much for. You should have done that years ago, pal. Um, <laughs> I do, I do like his character. Yeah. Renice is awesome, and she's she's a hardcore like ride till you die wife. So oh, yeah. really cool to see. Um, great scene. Beautiful room that guy has. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic. Nice. You've never seen a room like this. <laughs> <laughs> Most beautiful room in all the castle. <laughs> I walked in that room. I said, wow, what a beautiful room. <laughs> <laughs> Betty. Um, I just want to say, man, like Robbie's been on the Corliss train, the hype train since pretty much the beginning. And I don't think I realized how much I loved him until we didn't have him in the past couple of weeks. Yeah. And he just brought so much to this episode. You don't know what you got till it's gone, man. Yeah. Along Tell me with my about girl, it. 
along with my girl Rainies, the power couple of the Sench. Um, <laughs> I, I love that for for like 3.2 seconds, he was ready to get revenge on whoever killed his brother. Yeah. <laughs> like they're like, your brother's dead. He's like, what? what? And then they're like, he tried, you know, he, he pretty much called uh, Rainier's kids bastards in front of the king. He's like, well, all right. I guess, <laughs> I guess they made the right choice there. Um, Did but... I, wait, so going back to what Anthony said, do you ever get insulted when you're angry? Have you ever been like, so angry and then in two seconds you're just like oh well that was my anger was wrong <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's basically what right. i see what you're saying um <laughs> oh okay i'm sorry <laughs> uh but the you know the thing is that we don't know yet but he's got a little ace up his sleeve it's gonna pay dividends in a little bit yeah that's right robbie any thoughts oh well <clears throat> benny already said it it was fantastic to have calls back love him um, love him love him since episode one and it was great to see my favorite power couple since fucking Kelly and Zach just um <laughs> <laughs> just back in a scene together. Um, I think we, I just love seeing them two together. I mean, both fantastic uh, actors, and uh, just great to see that dynamic back and forth. Like they're definitely ride or die, but you can see that Rainey's also is like is a bad is a bad thing. So she can um, she can also pull her weight uh, with Corla. So it was great to see them. When they're both together, I love each scene they're in together and then separately as well. But yeah. it was great. To, great to have them back. Yeah. Something different about them together. Uh, it's it's just great. Great scenes. Um, so after they make that decision, they go down to, uh, you know, the, they're in the small council. And Corliss pledges his support. Uh, Rhaenyra is saying, you know, just because we're taking caution doesn't mean we're standing fast. Um, but they now have the full might of Driftmark and the fleet. And like Benny said, the ace up his sleeve is that the step zones are now firmly under his control, which will allow them to uh, cut off trade routes and travel routes to King's Landing, which is pretty Pretty, pretty big. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. So they're kind of talking about, all right, so we can surround King's Landing, but we're still going to need support for an invasion, something like that. Like, again, we can defend Dragonstone. We have dragons, but we need men and we probably need, you know, supplies, support, whatever. If we just go in, these other lords may just all get together with King's Landing and do that. So they decide to send after the boys speak up. Jace is going to go north to Lady Jane Aaron at the Erie and then Winterfell and see see Cregan Stark, who I'm very curious to meet. Um, hopefully they do a good job casting. I know they will. And Luke's going to fly south to Storm's End and treat with Boros Baratheon. Um, what do you guys think of all this? I mean, Corliss pledging his support is big. And then the boys are going to go fly and treat with the lords. Any thoughts? Robbie, you haven't, I don't think you've gone first in a bit. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I was just, I don't really have that many thoughts. I was just, I was just excited to, for him to get the storms in and see, uh, get the Baratheons back in the picture. Yeah. Uh, ours is the Fury. And, um, you know, I'm a big Bobby B guy. And I'm not talking about Bobby Bonilla and his ridiculous contract. <laughs> a million every year what a concert <laughs> no it was great uh, I, I I couldn't couldn't wait to see him see him uh, 
get to the Brathians and a nice little, uh, nice little, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to say spoiler, but nice little change of pace or whatnot to see, uh, our buddy Eamon there as well. I don't want to go too far in advance, but yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. But yes, agree. Complete agree. Um, uh, Anthony thoughts on, on the scene at all. Um, Love that Corliss comes in and says, we're not going to stand back or stand by. <laughs> nice. And then... How many times do you guys think you said that on your trip to Montreal? Probably a million. In a million? Infinite. Yeah. More times than there were people at any of his fucking me- meetings lately? <laughs> yeah, we... Uh, inauguration? We said it more than there were people to actually stand back and stand by. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> uh, sorry, Anthony. Good, continue. No, that was great. Oh, uh, no, that, that was the whole point. No, then uh, I think that's when Rainey says, "I'm taking the drag, and we're patrolling that area." Oh, and yeah. that's when I was like, "The drag, yo, <laughs> she's taking the drag, and she's doing it." And it was like, I was like. <laughs> right at that moment so and you think, you think the the people of westeros called the dragons like something else like a like draggies or something like they have a nickname <laughs> for them i'll show Drag- another draggy scaly boys scaly <laughs> boys <laughs> the scaly <Fire> boys, boys. <laughs> uh, they I'm had to have good. yeah they had to have yeah flea the, the people of flea bottom definitely had fucking nicknames for them yeah something. Draggies. I like draggies. And then uh, if you what do you call the rider that's on it? A drag queen? Nice. <laughs> Maybe. If it's drag on. Yeah. Could it's be. hard to determine the sex from that far. That's true. Yeah. So uh and my final point, which is a very important point, Rhaenyra makes her first sure footed decision as a queen that she thought was tactical. And she gave her sons a little bit of, hey, I'm giving you a little taste of the action. Yeah, true. Taste. Yeah, they taste it. <laughs> they taste it, baby. <laughs> hey, yo, sweetheart, listen here. Hey, sweetheart, why don't you take the dragon and come back to my house, would you please? <laughs> uh, Betty, any thoughts on this scene? Or... Yeah, I mean, it's it's a huge moment to get to get Coralis back, you know, in yeah. the fold with them. It's a great moment between Rainies and Rhaenyra. I feel like, you know, we've said this whole time that Rainies has kind of been watching everything play out. And I think you see she has that in common with Rhaenyra. And I think that kind of was a big moment between the two of them. They, you know, they exchanged smiles for the first time in 20 years. <laughs> um, it's nice to see the plan coming together with the blockade Damon staging people at Heron Hall. So you kind of see like what the what the plan is gonna be here. Yep. And then poor Luke, man. He's like, you guys keep giving me shit and I don't want to do any of it. Uh so that whole time, like Jace is ready to go, but Luke, you know, he doesn't wanna he don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> He's probably hoping that he can stand back and stand by. <laughs> he wishes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, so before they do actually fly off, uh, Rhaenyra has them, you know, on the balcony or wherever the fuck they are, um, swear on the faith of the seven was, I don't get that. What is that about? Any thoughts? 
I think that's more she sees Jace's like ambition and like that he, you know, if it came to him having to throw down with somebody, he would. Right. So I think that's more just like, yo, please don't do anything. I'm going to make you swear in front of me right now. Yeah. Uh, just it was weird to me more so not that she asked them to be messengers, not warriors, but to to swear on the seven. Like, I don't know. It's the first time we ever see any any faith esque faith stuff and from her and especially that you know that's not really the religion of the targaryens i know and that's a good point i never really thought about that remember when the damon and uh rhaenyra come back to see viserys for the last time they're yeah, like all that uh, looks all a little different in here <laughs> yeah yeah good point good point that yeah. is a great point yeah that's what i i thought that was weird um but anyway regardless short scene they fly down um oh no i'm sorry before we get to that damon goes down to the dragon pit mm. sings a little lullaby to i don't know if you, anyone else looked it up but uh either vermithor or vermithor i'm not sure how to pronounce it exactly the bronze fury and that was actually jaharis's dragon so he looks like he's trying to tame him. Now, I don't know if a single person can have multiple dragons. Kind of seems like there was like a little connection there with like the eyes and everything. But I guess we'll find out next season or whenever it is Benny and I read that shit. So um, any thoughts on that before we move on to Storm's End? We, we may have an answer to Vagar. Yeah. Right. Hopefully. Um, well, I think I mean, I think like, do, do you think? Well, we'll talk about it when we talk about the dragons anyway. So <clears throat> they fly down um, as soon as Luke lands, he sees Vagar. And I got to imagine he just said, fuck. <laughs> yeah. He walks in, you know, he said, uh, you know, I'm here f- with a message from the queen walks in. Baratheon I don't know I kind of like I just wished he was more like Bobby B but well, that's never going to happen but you know he clearly a he's an illiterate fuckface, so <laughs> whatever um, but he he wants a deal he wants to be wined and dined uh, you know Rainier is just kind of like you took a vow remember that or your father did um, so he kind of just is like Get the fuck out of here. Like, you want to marry one of my daughters? Yeah, you can't. <laughs> Get the fuck out. See you later. Um, but before Luke leaves, Amond, Mr. Sapphire, which was fucking awesome. Sick. That was cool as hell. You know, antagonizes him. Boros says no. And then we get what happens. But before we get to the dragon fight, any thoughts on this scene at all? There's a, a lot here. I need uh, Robbie to take me through it. Yeah, whoever wants to start. I'm not calling anyone out. Me? Yeah, yeah Robbie, go. Yeah. Oh. Well, I thought it was fantastic, per huge. Um, I thought it was great to see Boris. Um, I Like you said, I like my, my Baratheons. Very overweight. Yes. <laughs> Drunk. Like how I like my football <laughs> yeah. head coaches. Yeah. <laughs> Drunk. Couple womanizers, you know, hunting. Um, but... I thought it was great coming in. Um, Jace, is it Jace, right? 
Uh, Luke, yeah. Luke, 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 Jace Luke, went north. Luke coming in and then seeing Eamon, he's like, like you said, he's like, ah, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that poor guy doesn't want anything to do with anything. He just wants to go go home and get and get beat up by his brother on in, in playing the, the sand. Yeah, yeah, go play in the sand like he's uh, Apollo Creed and Rocky Balboa. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I loved it. I, I, Eamon, I mean, I can't wait for next season to see what oh. happens between him and him and Damon if they ever get wait. to that. But when he fucking and then he what he said what he called him strong, yeah, Lord so strong. He, and yeah, and then antagonized him again, and then was ready to rip his eye out, and then ripped off his little uh, eye patch and had that sapphire eye, and I was like, "Am I falling so in love?" Cool. I said. Am I? <laughs> <laughs> so I was fucking again. This was probably mm, top two scenes of, of the episode for me. So I was uh, I was happy okay. with that. Anthony, Benny, anything? Pump for Eamon. I mean, that's, you know, he's a, if anybody's going to bridge episode nine and 10, I mean, sucks. We had to see Otto's dumbass in both episodes, but at least we got to see Eamon in both episodes because he is just rising the power rankings of like best characters in the show. Agree. Anthony? I would have rolled out once I saw Vagar. I would have handed it to the guards and said, "You give take it." The Boros, yeah. You you, you kind of have to give it to Luke. It you know, still like I guess I'm gonna go through with this. But, but now that you said that and what we just talked about, where he swore on the seven, I feel like that might have been like he in his head. He's like, "I want to fucking roll," but I just swore to the gods that I I have to go in now, yeah, even though I point. don't want to. Um. Maybe the Strongs are believers in the Seven. Maybe. Maybe. We'll never know. They got burned to a crisp. Uh, but We can ask yeah. Claris. I'm sure he definitely <laughs> follows some religion. Yeah, he, of the foot. Claris La- prays to the ten, ten-toed God. <laughs> yeah. Ten-toe commandments. That's right. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, my God. But can we... Do, are we not going to Never know that? how much toe you hold. anyway sorry go ahead no you're fine uh (laughs) no one's gonna bring up that weird ass stance that aemon had when he walked in with like the one straight leg out do you remember my boy my boy is just he's a fancy boy but he's a warrior like he he, is go ahead sorry because he knows his poses he knows his poses he's just confident as pose he's a pose guy as the resident As the resident pose expert, I give that pose a 10 out of 10. <laughs> Is it weird that I like Damon, but I dislike Eamon still? No, that I think strange? that's fair. I mean, as, I mean a, not... as, as the character, yeah. I don't yeah, know. I think that's fair. I mean, I, I like Eamon. was always an asshole. Yes. As a kid, now, asshole. Uh, Damon fucking chopped dicks off. In the first episode, fucking killed his wife in like the third episode. Like uh, we didn't we didn't see it happen. Choked yeah. his wife. He's been pretty much a dick. Let his wife time. die. Yeah. You know what? Fine. Now that you bring it up. <laughs> but don't you remember when Damon read Valerian with his daughter? So he's you know clearly what? a good guy. Redeemed. Redeemed. <laughs> yeah, he's a softy. He is a softy. <laughs> but yeah, the the whole scene was just like your heart was melting in your chest like dude get out of there yeah. i thought he would too 
He kind of reminds me. Did any of you guys watch Cowboy Bebop? No. Nah. Oh. Never mind. Fuck it. Um, I was. Yeah, getting, so- Aya mentioned um, she was getting Harry Potter vibes when he was trying to get back on the dragon. And I didn't see it the first time, but the second time I was definitely getting some Neville Longbottom feels riding the broom like yeah like him trying to get up onto the the dragon and like tell him to calm down it's a little it was never long bottom of jace yeah who is neville is the hero though he is a snack i don't think i would eat his long bottom i don't think i don't think luke is going to be the hero of this story no (laughs) um so yes i agree with all your points i love amond i love the sapphire eye and after this because Boro says, not under my fucking roof. They leave. Luke jumps on Arix and um, Eamon jumps on Vagar. Um, I think maybe for a second, Luke thought, like, eh, I'll be okay. I'm, 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 I made it. And then, holy shit, when Vagar flies over Arix, that scene, that shot, was so fucking cool. Yeah. Robbie, yep. got a, tell me, as the cinematography expert, how cool was that shit? And resident dragon expert. And resident cloud expert. Dragon resident, expert. Me- resident meteorologist. <laughs> resident meteorologist. As chief Doppler radar analyst on this podcast. <laughs> the cumulus clouds. Yeah, and, I was going to say, were those uh, Nimbus clouds? or I think from... My studies at Cambridge, those words, <laughs> they were Nimbus clouds. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. I mean, I mean, just this the juxtaposition of how big the Vagar was compared to Eric's was awesome. That whole scene was great. Just uh, flying through it, coming above the clouds and then coming through the um, the rain into the. Uh, over the clouds into this into like a almost like a clear skies was awesome um again beautifully shot man i mean what a fucking episode the way it was directed so okay and did you guys think like i'm like we knew vagar was the basically the second biggest dragon ever after the black dread but the 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 size difference was staggering like how much bigger he was or she was than Eric's. It was crazy. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, clutch my pearls. <laughs> the only Ooh. thing with, with me is I feel like they're a little inconsistent with the size sometimes. Like, Agreed. yeah, it looked fucking huge flying over Eric's point taken. But when he's like towering above the castle walls, when she's towering above the castle walls, yeah. I felt like she looked bigger there. You know, agree. That's me nitpicking. I, yes. I always feel like they're a little weird with like the There's scale a little Godzilla ask that that shot. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which is if that's how big she is, that's fucking awesome too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, Jace, uh, excuse me, Luke has is raised this dragon from birth, so it's only like maybe five, ten years old, and you're seeing right. a dragon that is hundreds bordering on maybe a thousand years old right and it, it looked like a fucking 777 coming over the top of like a a little cessa plane oh, so like a resident uh plane expert over here oh look at this guy resident <laughs> aviation expert <laughs> i'm a little aerospace adjacent nice. um, <laughs> no but it was you know like robbie said just fantastically shot and you know I, I feel like they've come so far with with all the dragon stuff 
visual visual effects wise um, since the beginning of Game of Thrones. It's incredible. Yeah, it looks great. Uh, Anthony, any thoughts about this kind of beginning part of the the dance? Who here? doesn't Who doesn't love a chase scene? Right, everybody. Any whether it's a dragon, a chariot, or anything for that matter, a chase yeah. scene is nice. Or Rhaenyra a, chasing Damon in the streets yeah. of Flea Bottom. <laughs> it's just great. It was just a like you guys said, unbelievably shot again. Your heart was already pounding from the scene before. Right. And now you're like, what? What is he doing right now? And it was definitely intimidation. And you felt it. And I think, without giving it away, once Robbie mentioned, once they got into that calm, I symbolize that as like the eye of the storm. Now, the back end is going to be worse. So the right. events to come after that are even worse from right. what happened in the eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let's get into end it. So go point. ahead. Point. No. Uh, end good the point. point. You are a resident um, hurricane point expert. Ender. So <laughs> El Nino expert. Yes. El Nino, which is Spanish for the, the Nino. Nino. <laughs> um, so they're you know doing their dancing around and uh then clearly Arix just is like going rogue it's fight or flight and he decides i'm gonna shoot you know breathe some fire and see if that'll that'll hurt him um luke clearly didn't did not want him to do that i think he's hoping that he can evade him you know with the the small stealthiness he was doing pretty good in that that I don't know, Valley. I'm not sure what to call it. Um, and once he does that, Vagar is just like, oh, okay, fuck <laughs> yeah. you. And just our axe goes up and it was, it was gorgeous. They go up above the storm and then just eats the fuck out of him. Yeah, dude, um, single chop, one bite. Everybody single, knows the rules. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Um, but I think, you know, what everyone's talking about is how Amond was like, no, 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 no. He didn't allegedly, I mean, or what the what they're presenting to us is saying that Amond did not want to actually attack Arix and Luke. He was just trying to scare him, intimidate him, whatever. What do you guys think of of that? And also, what do you think he was thinking when they showed a close up of his face and he was just like, "Fuck, yeah, yeah fuck. fuck." Um, I, I think what I was like mentioning in the beginning of the episode where you you got that foreshadowing with Rhaenyra and her dragon, like mm-hmm. feeling her pain. Mm-hmm. I think that Arix felt Luke's nervousness yeah. and, and fear. And that's what uh, Arix acted on when when he went after Vagar. Could be. And I, you know, also, I the... in the beginning of the season, he was not he wasn't listening, Arix. So I don't know if maybe he was also just not a well trained dragon. Okay, good point. Because the other, yeah. I I was gonna say I brought that up to somebody today at work, and I was like, is that what you know, Vagar was feeling from? Aemond where he was like angry and pissed but he right. was like but do you think that 
Vagar even has that connection with the second rider or he's or she's so old that she's just like, nah, this dude just blew fire on me. Fuck that. Fuck these yeah. kids. I'm, I'm going after <laughs> Fuck <him>. them kids. <laughs> yeah. So, dude, I, I think that that face said it again. Like, you know, again, what I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, there's two facial expressions to end this episode that tell you everything. And his face is just like. I fucked up big because there's no going back from this. Right. And this is this is kin slaying, yep. and I probably just started a war. Yeah. Robbie, Anthony, what do you think? I think Benny said just what I was thinking. I think he said it as best as I could say it. So yeah, I just think his facial expression was like, "Oh boy, I just fucked up, and I'm about to start a major, major war." So. Yeah, that's uh, like you said, another great facial expression. But yeah, he knew. Yeah, obviously, he probably didn't want to do it, but after the after effects, he knew, you know, the consequences from his actions. And he definitely didn't want Vagar to do that at all. No, mm-hmm. no. Stevie subtitles from unofficial intelligence will tell you you need to watch with subtitles because oh, yeah. you hear them both saying "Obey me, obey me, obey me" over yep. and over, yep. and then. If this was if this show aired for three or four years ago and me and Benny were taking the train back from work, <laughs> Benny would have had to listen to my terrible theory about how uh, <laughs> Luke is still alive, uh, <laughs> how he caught on to one of the tooths of Vagar, the tooths <laughs> and uh, and made it. And Dude, he's what? just he's living inside of Vagar for the rest Dude, of the time. Nice. My man Did you is see a body. A- I didn't. No, but I think I know where that body is. Oh, it's deep in the gullet. Yeah, that that thing was uh, liquefied. He was like a little piece of like mint leaf on the top of the dragon. (laughs) The garnish. But yeah, you knew. Amon's Amon was like, uh, didn't mean to do that. Yeah. So I have a question. (laughs) I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Do you think Eamon goes back and says, I fucked up? Or Eamon goes back and says, yeah, I did that shit. I did it. Um, I mm. think, and also, I'm not 100% sure if his face was, was solely, I fucked up, I started a war. I think it might have been partially. He's also, even though he looks 35, he's 18, 19. I don't think he's killed anyone yet, right? I mean, he that could also be his thought process. Like I didn't I didn't want to kill anyone, especially my cousin, even though he's, you know, took my eye. It doesn't mean I wanted him to die. It's probably more the I don't want to start a war. My thought on him going back is he's going to say, yeah, I did that shit. I fucking killed him in his brain. He's going to be like still you know fuck i fucked up i shouldn't have done that whatever but he wants to project that he is you know aim on the the warrior prince or whatever the fuck that's what i think yeah i know what i want to happen <laughs> so as much as i just said before that i i dislike aimant i'm hoping for his redemption for when he returns and i think it would be a cool story point for agon to be like, yo, it's all good. It was going to happen anyway. Like, he's not even 
uh, he's a bastard. He's not even yeah, a real a dude. And I think that's where hopefully you'll see. I again, I don't know much more about the storylines of Aegon and Aemond, so. Right, I would love to see that play out where Aegon, who didn't want to be king, is now being a good king and a good brother. Could and Aemon is just a big old bully, like you said. Right. And he's like, I've never really killed anyone, and I did, and now I feel bad. And I feel like I think that's what I want to happen. Yeah. I mean, how many times it happened with Kristen Cole or, or whoever, Viserys. We think this character is one way, and they're actually they turn out to be another way, and then maybe they go back like Jamie Lannister or something. Yeah. You know, we don't know what this storyline holds for us as far as these characters. So you might be right. Amon might go back, and all of a sudden we're like, "Fucking Amon's the best. We love him." <laughs> yeah, we don't know. I mean, I don't think that's gonna happen, but it's possible. As uh, what we've seen with all these other characters, what do you think, Robbie? Sorry, I was texting somebody. Come on, that's my it, fault. It better be fucking Rainier. <laughs> yeah, that's Allison. <laughs> Allison. It was Allison. I, I was asking her. Uh, I was asking her where where she was this episode. I repeat <laughs> the question. I'm sorry. What do you think? Uh, does Eamon own up to what he did? Oh or yeah, yeah. Sorry. Does he go back and say, you know, I'm I messed up? I think he goes back and says he messes up. And then I think maybe like Otto or somebody gets in his head and just says, just owns up to it. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, what do I know? Uh, but um, I don't think that he just says, fuck it. Yeah, I did it. I think he, he owns up to it. But now I'm thinking like, wait, he's a dick. So maybe he does <laughs> own up to it. You know what? I'm switching. He owns up to it. So, I mean, there's, <laughs> there's two parts to it for me, right? Like one, he says I fucked up. And he can't control his dragon. And the other part is, no, I did that shit. And he kinslayed, which is, right. you know, regard regardless of how lightly they took that in the Game of Thrones show, like in Westeros, kinslaying is a terrible thing to do. It's like he can explain the... it away, though, pretty easily and say they're bastards. Yeah. But still, his, you know, it's at least Rhaenyra's blood. I know. In but, some sense, but you're you're right because especially it's not like a legitimate... with the, now that there's they're fighting, they don't have to keep up the appearance of like they're true born sons of Rhaenyra. They can say like they're bastards. They're you know barely our cousins. Yeah, I, I but kinda, I know what you're I, saying. I I hadn't even thought of it the way that like Anthony put it, where you know they go back and they're like, well, this is probably going to happen anyway, and they're bastards, and it is what it is. You know, own up to it and just fucking we're gonna we're gonna go with it. Move on. Yeah. Yeah. No. All good thoughts. I think any of them are are plausible. We'll see what happens in fucking 18, 24 months, I guess. Um or longer. Oh, don't even fucking say that. Um so the last scene is Rhaenyra and the small council. Damon walks in, which I'm curious to know how he found out. Like, how is this even reported? I guess someone at Storm's End was like, yeah, they, you know, Arax flew off and then Vagar flew off and then we saw Arax's body fall from the sky. So, I mean, I guess. I think they're so close to that. I think in the books, I'm pretty sure like parts of Arax wash up on shore at Dragonstone. And I think that's how they find out. So that's kind of what I would go with here. Like maybe it's part of it is someone said, yo, they 
dude went off chasing him. I don't know what happened. And then they see dragon parts. So, but he, he tells Rhaenyra that her son is dead. I mean, you don't hear any of this. Um, and she turns around and it is fucking war. It's on that face. Mm -hmm. Wow. What acting Robbie as our resident facial (laughs) emotion expert. Can you give me your thoughts on that? That facial expression? Um, yeah. Um, if I'm going on my facial recognition scale, my facial expression scale, I will go 10 out of 10 on <laughs> just the absolute emotion. Emotion. Just somebody who is now going to turn into an ice cold fucking queen and not give a shit anymore. She she started off as Viserys. Viserys in that scene, and then the the Viserys is, yeah Viserys is dead inside of her now. Now she's just full bore revenge on her mind, and uh, yeah, amazing. This the single fucking tear gets me all the time, and the just the the cold stare into the camera was like, oh boy, I can't wait till twenty twenty nine when season two comes out. <laughs> uh. Anthony, any thoughts on this ending scene? Let's talk about everything that you guys love and talk about on every episode. The music, the oh, way so it was good. shot, the decision to have Damon deliver the news um, that you never heard, but you know exactly what was said. Yep. And not to not to cut you off quickly, but apparently that was Matt Smith's decision to have them walk away from the table with their backs and have her turn around to the camera. But go ahead. Matt Smith's a fucking genius. Um, He is a doctor. He is. Who? Who? (laughs) Um, For three seasons. Um, Anyway, (laughs) uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So you get that middle bulge in her, in and before that, the way she steps back and like holds almost like where her uterus is. And it's like my, my baby, right? my little baby and stumbles. Yep. And, and that's in that moment too, you see Damon's, it's not his kid, but he's still hurt from it. And yeah, he knows. And as much as we were talking about how he's off the hinges, it's that little piece of him that you get to see once in a while. Like when he handed the the crown to Viserys, helped him onto the throne. There's a little piece of human inside of him. I think it's even bigger than that, though. I don't think by any means is he like a sociopath. Like he, right. he always wanted uh, Viserys's love. He, you know, he genuinely feels something for Rhaenyra. And I think he even felt something for, you know, um, I forget her name, but the the Valerian wife. Lena. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that was the most love you saw. And he was like very peaceful. But um, to wrap up the the point, because there's not much more to talk about than the facial expression, is I brought this up uh, yesterday on on the other podcast, which will not be named. you guys you know can name it. Uh, no, I'm just, I, I don't know why I said that. Unofficial Podca- intelligence. Podcast name redacted. Redact. Well, <laughs> as I just said it. Um, the the dragon and the destiny of the Targaryens. The dragon is always symbolic with the other, like Tolkien, 
and where Martin draws a lot of inspiration is demise, power, and greed is like the symbol of the dragon. So is this the turning point where we get to see all out war? Yes. And is this where Targaryens keep fucking up where they just let emotion take over? You saw it just before with Aemond, which wasn't his, his actual desire to do. But since he lost control of the dragon and Rhaenyra is losing control of her emotions, Daenerys lost control of her emotions. It's a running theme here. So I'm excited to see the next season in 2044. Um, <laughs> it's such a good joke. I had to use it. Uh, it's, it's a good joke. I Our think you'll be watching it. Yeah. I think a big point, they're going to have to listen to this podcast to fully understand what happened in the first That's season. Right. Oh, if, Lord. If, if podcasts survive to 20, 2100. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's, you know, a bit, you know, we'll, I'll get to the emotion, but like, it's kind of insane that in this one episode, Rainier learned about her father dying and she took it bad, but, you know, like she kind of understood like life kind of is moving on here. She had the stillborn. Again, she was upset, but again, she moved on. And and now, like, we, we saw throughout this episode, like, the, the relationship she had with Luke and with Jace. And that one fucking hit her hard, man. And, and I think they said after the episode, like, she did not know grief until that happened. And it's going to set the tone for, for what comes next. You know, she said that she didn't want to be the one to strike the first blow. But now the first blow has been struck and she, how is she going to handle this? Because it seems like it's going to be fire and blood for lack of a better term. It's, it's going to get fucking crazy. Fire and blood. Oh, nice. Sounds like a book title. <laughs> yeah. Um, any, any other thoughts about this ending scene or, I guess the episode in general. I do want to ask our resident style expert. We... <laughs> Anthony? Actually, yeah, no, 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 no. You know who I'm talking about. Uh, that'd be Robbie. Uh, uh, I think we're going to do a couple of these on, on next week's episode, which we'll we'll talk about maybe briefly at the end. But I need you to rank four outfits for me. Okay. I need you to rank Rhaenyra as queen, that outfit. Aemond looking like a a style icon with the sapphire <laughs> eye rainies with her armor when she comes up with the dragon and damon's hoodie where do you where are you going worst to best on the the outfit scale because i right. loved rainier's outfit this episode i'm gonna go rainies four i'm gonna go damon's hoodie three i'm gonna go rainier's outfit two <laughs> and then the fucking goat, the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> Louis Vuitton, and Don himself, <laughs> Amen. Number one, was Just, it ever in doubt? Was, was it was never. There was never a doubt. <laughs> With the Oki de Aqua. <laughs> oh my God, the Aqua de Geo. Nas, good episode. Um, should we play the game? I think we gotta. It's getting very late. Yeah, we are late. running. We are running pay. a long. I gotta iron my clothes for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, have Anthony on for the podcast. It's fucking four hours long. I mean, come on. This is this episode was jam packed, and yeah. it was a season finale. There was no way it wasn't going to be long. 
It's true. Um, so America's favorite and fastest growing, most popular game, the Iron Throne. Who goes first this week? I went first last week, so it's, it's cousin Biv. Robbie. All right. Harry Robbie. Bivens from the loins of Boris Baratheon. <laughs> <laughs> it's a no brainer for me. Uh, oh. Number one. Sorry, I have to steal everybody's pick, but it is uh, Rhaenyra. She is my Iron Throne this week. Just a fucking tour de force um, of acting. Like you guys said, she ran the gauntlet of emotions this episode. Finding out her dad died, then having a stillborn child, another death, then being crowned queen with that excitement. Then, you know, being a power player, trying to figure out her positions and things to do, uh, you know, take action or stand back and stand by. And <laughs> stand back. <laughs> Sorry. And then um, and then having her son die and then just turning into the absolute fucking ice queen. So uh, um, I don't know, man. I'm I'm Viserys I want for a lead actor in a drama. And then I'll take uh, Emma Darcy. Yes. Get her a little Emmy consideration for this episode because this was get a fucking they. they. Get they consideration for um this fantastic episode. Definitely. What a great performance. Agree. Um uh, Benny, am I next or are you next? I think you're next. Oh. That's nice. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> Going second. That's nice. Um, I'm gonna go with I think I'm going to go with Eamon just because of the fucking Sapphire, um, the badassery, and the fact that I think based on his reaction to Vagar attacking uh, Arix and Luke, there he might not be all bad. I'm not sure, but there's something else in there that I think he was keeping hidden from from most people because he wants to appear that he is just the badass warrior. Um, but we'll see. We will find out in 2122. <laughs> nice. You know, someone said 2100 before and what just flipped me out for about five minutes was our kids and any kids that you guys may have might Maybe see 2100. Yeah. That's wild. fucked up. Whatever. Anyway, so <laughs> my pick is Amond. Uh Benny. Who's your pick for the Iron Throne this week? I was going to go with my girl, but then I said, you know what? We've said goodbye to so many people lately in, in eight seasons of Game of thrones But today, where last night, we got to say welcome back to my man, <laughs> the Lord of Driftmark, I Lord Corliss. Welcome back. Oh. Bringing the Stepstones with him. Bringing the fleet. Helping us blockade King's Landing. He's back in the fold. I Like I said earlier, I didn't realize how much I missed him, but oh boy, am I glad he's back. Lord Corliss, you sit the Iron Throne this week for me. Really give quick. Me, Sorry, go uh, ahead, Robbie. Give me a fucking prequel. Welcome back, Corliss. <laughs> <laughs> give me for six months. Give me six Corliss. months. Six seasons <laughs> of him me. laying in bed healing. <laughs> I, I want to know. <laughs> I would love it. But really quick, do you think... That Driftmark stays on the side of the blacks, or do you think that the deaths of their children eventually bubble up? Yeah, probably not. 
I don't think he's going to stay on one side for long. I think something's going to happen. Yeah, that's why I, I think he'll chase the throne again, especially when he was um plotting with Damon back in like episode two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but for this week, I he, mean, he's, he's carrying a he's but he's going to be on sitting that Iron Throne for a long time. Yeah, for me. Wow. Yeah. Maybe we'll have the end of the year Iron Throne. Sorry. So for one week, he's back. Yeah. For week 10, he's back. Anthony. I couldn't have asked. I couldn't ask for a better person to go ahead of me by picking Lord Corliss. <laughs> I'm going to go with the better half. Nice. Rainice. I mean, Thank you. coming in, starting that fucking shit off with that beautiful line. It ain't my war, bitches. I'm paraphrasing. And then, <laughs> yo, looking dressed to impress with that <laughs> that armor, though. Also, got a little sprig in her step. She's ready to rock. She's happy. She's good. Her husband's back up and running. She's got her dragon that she knew she could have roasted those motherfuckers, but she didn't. And she was like, yo, she gave that look, like Ben mentioned earlier, like, I didn't say anything yet <laughs> about this. And then when they're they're over the table and Pimp King Corliss is back with that damn just limp, 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 <laughs> and then closed off your trade, and then boom, I'm a patrol with Melise right here, baby. <laughs> I mean, what's not to love? And then, like I mentioned again, that creepy smile multiple times. <laughs> love it. She is perfect, and she sits the Iron Throne for me this week. Love it. Good choice. Good job. Good job. Um, great. All great choices. Um, I think you're right, Benny. Next week when we do the wrap up, maybe we'll do Iron Throne for the season, or we'll probably have several awards that we'll do. Um, so tune in for that. We're gonna try and maybe get some. I think we should get a couple couple guests anthony you're yeah. welcome to come back again have I'll a little round table if you've made it this far in the episode and you're not joining as a guest please send us an email for that please. that wrap up we want to yes. know your mvps any special awards you want to give yes agree yes mvp lvp iron throne whatever you want to call it any Make other awards one. anything yeah your theories what's going to happen in season two uh did you like season one overall let us know um, and if you did make it this far, I love you because this was a long episode. Yeah. It was, but it's, I, I feel like <laughs> yes, it's it a, was. a season finale and people are going to want to dive right in. Plus there's nothing, there's no more to watch. So they got plenty of time to listen. Yeah. Yep. Emails in the show notes. Yes, it definitely will. And it will be, and make sure you check out um, Ben and Anthony's show on official intelligence. Their new episode drops tomorrow on Wednesday. Our show drops on Mondays. If you, Again, if you're not following either show, please do so, because we love it. Anyone want to say anything else before Robbie puts them to bed? No. Robbie, tell him good night. Good night, Luke. In the words of Tom Petty, you are free, free falling. <laughs> <laughs> good night, Corliss de God. Welcome back. <laughs> the goat good night everybody <laughs> anthony thanks again for coming on thanks for thanks, having anthony. me boys. hey sweetheart thank you hey sweetheart <laughs> you you guys are great i love three hot these <laughs> love you bye <laughs>